0: Hello fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. So new economic data. Once again, it's looking just like 2008. I know I say that all the time Or the last few weeks, but if it's true, I got to keep reporting it. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, Oh my gosh, the, the, the data is fantastic. It's amazing. No, if it looks just like the GFC, I'm going to say, Hey, it looks just like the GFC. Hopefully, you can appreciate my honesty. All right, let's get into this article from CNBC, and uh, we'll go over specifically what I'm referring to here. We got Josh on board, and of course, we have green screen Jeff Snyder. There he is, looking as stoic as ever. All right, so CNBC reports, China says drop-in trade with U.S. is a direct consequence of U.S. moves. Hmm. Now, when I first read this, I was immediately suspicious. Because as you guys know from watching this channel, we've been reporting how the Chinese economy is literally in a free fall right now. And that's no exaggeration. That is not hyperbole. That is just the flat out, just the only way you could interpret the numbers, especially when you consider real estate is 30% of their economy and real estate prices I don't know if you guys watched that video the other day, but we reported that real estate prices in the major cities in China are down 9%. Now, you may say to yourself, oh, George, that doesn't sound like too big of a deal. We've seen real estate prices drop in the United States by 9%. Now, I'm not talking about the last year. I'm talking about the last month. That is right. The month of July, real estate prices in China in major cities down 9% in one month. And this is where 70% of the net worth, the wealth in China of Chinese individuals is in real estate. Then we also talked about how the youth unemployment skyrocketing, indicating that their manufacturing base is suffering as well. And I said, okay, well, let's think this through. If Chinese manufacturing suffering, that means they're getting fewer orders from all of these countries like the United States that depend on them to make the cheap stuff that you buy at Home Depot, Lowe's, Target, Walmart, etc. So this sheds further light on what's happening there. And it shows us that it's not getting any better. It's not even flatlining. It's getting much, much worse every single month. So getting into the key talking points, China-U.S. trade fell by 14.5% in the first half of the year from a year ago, said Shi Feng, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, China's ambassador. Ambassador to the United States who blamed U.S. tariffs. Okay, so he's, I think there's a diversionary tactic because he doesn't want to come right out and say, oh, it's because our economy is collapsing and because we're getting far less demand from Europe and from the United States, because that would imply weakness. And I don't think that's one of the Chinese strong suits, at least the Chinese Communist Party. So he said that Biden's executive order, okay, goes on to say how it's all Biden's fault. Um, Yeah, I mean... I don't really like Biden, but I don't know if I'd blame him for this. So we talked about how year-to-date down 15.4%. So now what I want to do is, uh, yes, I wanted to point this out as well before we go into the next chart. On a regional basis, the European Union and Association of Southwest Asian Nations are China's largest trading partners. Okay, makes sense. Those trade flows have also dropped this year. Hmm. So maybe it's not because of Joe Biden's tariffs or whatever else he's doing, albeit at a more moderate pace amid what, wait for it, a decline in global demand. See, in my opinion, that's what this is all about. You've got to kind of ignore what they're saying, and you've got to look at all the other data points that we have that point to weakening demand what they admit later on in the article. And if it is a result of weakening demand, that means the problem isn't just with China. In fact, the problem isn't just with the United States. The problem is with the global economy. Now let's get on to the next chart here. And I know a lot of you watching this video and the channel and my whiteboard videos on the George Gammon channel are just sitting, oh, sitting there saying to yourself, okay, George, I get it. I understand all these data points that you've been talking about for the last you know 2 or 3 months here but what do I do about it how can what what is the actionable advice that I can actually implement to make sure that I'm not only surviving financially but hopefully even thriving whatever is coming our way throughout the rest of 2023 and into 2024 well the good news there is I'm going to do a live stream on that tomorrow. Uh, For more details, we'll go over that right at the end of this video. Josh, please write that down and remind me before we close out the video to tell people where they can go to that live stream so we can really take a deep dive on those topics. Okay, Now let's go over to the census.gov and compare what is happening right now with imports-exports to China to what happened during the gfc i think that's a fair comparison so this is what we're looking at now january 2023 the imports from china 38 i guess that's 38 million or excuse me 38 billion and they have gone down to 34 substantial decline just like what we talked about or excuse me, just like the CNBC article was talking about. Now, what's interesting is our exports declined significantly as well. So you could sit there and say, oh, George, well, that's because Joe Biden is doing such a great job at putting all these tariffs. That means we're uh, the manufacturing in the United States is exploding. We're creating so much more stuff. Uh, no, because if we were creating, <laughs> If we're creating so much more stuff, our exports would most likely be increasing because we're manufacturing so many widgets, so many goods that we can not only provide for Americans, but then we have a surplus that we could sell to the rest of the world if that's what was happening. So now let's go down. And so you notice both of those declined pretty substantially. So we're going to shoot down to 2008 And what I want you to notice is imports increase throughout 2008 until we get to what? October 2008. And Josh, do me a favor while we're talking. Can you look that up? My guess is that's Lehman Brothers. Okay. Just let me know if if Lehman Brothers blew up in October of 2008. But you'll notice something happened in October of 2008 where we see the exact same phenomenon. It just goes straight down the imports and the exports. It was middle of September, middle of September. There you go. Okay. So then that's reflected in October's data. So that makes a lot of sense. And it goes straight down just like we're seeing today. And you say, okay, George, well, maybe that's just with China. No, here's the exports of goods and services from the United States. And as you would imagine, it's going down now. Let me be very clear. It has gone down before without a major recession. But I think what you need to do is combine the fact that exports of goods and services are going down in addition to all the other data points we have, such as yield curve. We talk about that at nauseam, but the uh, trade specifically with China And then the report from CNBC stating that, hey, this isn't just a China-U.S. issue. This is a global demand issue, quite literally crashing right in front of our own eyes. Hey, guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. The more I think about this, especially when I was in, in St. Bart's. And I had the opportunity to discuss this with my good buddies, Hugh Hendry, Jeff Snyder, uh, Brent Johnson, and some of these other hedge fund managers that were there. Uh, one of the, the the guys right now, as we speak, manages $25 billion. So these are some smart dudes. And I had the opportunity to hang out with them for three or four days. And we were discussing this stuff all day long. Very intensive Um meetings that we had that were it was probably the best I've well, it was probably the most fun I've ever had. Just put it that way. Uh, but it really kind of blew my mind. It expanded my mind. I've, I had so many epiphany moments, so many light bulbs. But everything that we were discussing there outside of kind of the, the super macro stuff, the global economy, the monetary system and what's happening with the curves, it really was focused around China and Japan, China and Japan. And when you look at uh, the things that we've discussed in this video, then you look at the yuan going down against the dollar. You look at the dollar going up. You look at what's happening to the yen. You look at what's happening to their yield curve control. And the, all of these things are most likely related. And what they're telling us is that we are heading into some bad economic times. Now, is that a recession, depression? I don't know. I don't know. But all of these data points are lining up. That is without question. You you can't debate that. Now, there are some outliers that we still have, but that's how these things always play out. You you never have the economic data go, like 100% of them go from amazing to falling off a cliff. The process happens very, very slowly. And this time is no different. It's happening the exact same way we've seen in every single other cycle. All right, guys. So if you want to take a deep dive with me tomorrow, where I'm going to go over some of the, well, a lot of the things that we were discussing in St. Bart's with Hugh Hendry, Brent Johnson, Jeff Snyder, those hedge fund managers, and uh, not only some of the global macro takeaways, but also some actionable. I'm not going to say, yeah, I can't give you any investment advice, but I can tell you what I'm doing in my own portfolio, the actions that I'm taking in my own portfolio as a result of that, we'll call it a mastermind meetup that we had just last week. And it, it, you know I had taken a much more long-term approach and that's still kind of, uh, that's still my number one strategy. But what I'm starting to realize is that, hey, maybe I, with a separate part of my portfolio, maybe I should start making plays much shorter term. And instead of asking myself, okay, how can I just preserve capital over the next 10 years and get a 10% return? Maybe with a portion of the portfolio, I should start saying, hey, how can I make money this month? How can I make money this week? Or you know, how can I make money over the next three months? Much shorter term. Because at the end of the day, that's what these hedge fund guys do. They're, they're, they're not like me where you're just like, well, let's try to preserve capital over the next you know, 10 years. That's not how they produce these 30, 40, 50% returns. I was talking to Hugh about one month. Well, we were talking about his 2008 because most of these hedge fund managers that were there were there because they used to read Hugh's investor letters that he used to put out once a month, and they were big fans. So that's kind of what what prompted them to come down in the first place. So they really wanted to take a deep dive on what Hugh did in 2008 month by month by month. And there was one month there, I believe it was uh, when Lehman went bust, where he made 50%, percent five zero percent in one month. That's a good return. So that really got me thinking. It's like, George, maybe you're missing out on this opportunity. And anyway, that's what I want to discuss tomorrow is everything that I learned and the approach that these hedge fund managers take to making money not just over the long-term, but over the short-term as well when they've got to deliver that p every single month. It's a completely different mindset. And I think there's a lot of value to understand how they go through their process and how that leads to them quite literally making billions of dollars. So if you want to join me on that live stream, guys, that'll be in Rebel Capitalist Pro tomorrow. Uh, if you, you, you have to be a member, but the good news is you can just sign up for a one-week trial for a dollar, And then you can just hang out at the live stream. And if you don't like the service, you can just cancel it super easy and it costs you a buck. Uh, So not a big deal. And if you want to take advantage of that, you can go to georgegammon.com forward slash pro. And that takes you straight to the page. Again, that's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. Sign up for a buck. You can join us on the live stream. I would suggest doing that right now because we're actually taking questions from the members uh, and we started doing that yesterday. So if you want to ask a specific question, you can go ahead and do that. And I'll address that on the live stream tomorrow before we go into everything that I learned in, Saint but- in St. In Saint Bart's <laughs> hanging out with these hedge fund managers. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.